What's going on, good people, and welcome to Live by the Three, a Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Big shout out to listeners new and old for tuning in. As usual, you can follow me on the Instagram page for all your Raptors content and podcast related news at live by the period number three. That is L I B E B Y T H E period number three. And you can give me a follow on Twitter at live by the zero three. Give me a tweet or DM. This is an after dark edition of Live by the Three Year Raptors podcast as I was having Thanksgiving dinner and was not able to get out the reaction pod as quickly as I wanted, but I was able to finish dinner early enough to watch the Raptors. So if you are celebrating Thanksgiving or you did celebrate Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. And if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving and you were just getting together with family, friends, and loved ones to share a beautiful meal, I pray that you have and had a joyous evening. But on October 9th, Sunday night, the Raptors were hosting the Chicago Bulls, DeMar DeRozan and company. And this game was off to a far better start. The Raptors imposed their game plan early. They got they were getting out in transition often. They were hitting shots from the perimeter. Their defense for the most part was on point. They were rotating, switching as they should, creating chaos like how they did last game for the Houston Rockets and were able to jump out to an, a double digit lead in the first half. In the second half, it was roles reversed. The Chicago Bulls basically started to get out in transition early and often. They forced the Raptors to take contested shots and the Raptors were kind of forcing it, especially in the half court when the game really slowed down the way that the Bulls wanted. They were forcing some passes, were turning over the ball and the Bulls turned their defense into offense. And when the Raptors were able to get back, they turned to DeMar and Levine in the half court for obvious reasons. And they were able to impose their will. Not to mention that with all the, the attention that DeMar was getting and his advancement in the skill set over the last few years of becoming a better facilitator was putting it all on display. Not to mention that Vucevic for Chicago was absolutely dominant tonight against our bigs and we had no response for it which ultimately led to a 115-98 victory for the Chicago Bulls but other than DeMar and Levine and Donsomu and Vucevic having good games Javante Green was also a very pleasant surprise but we're not reflecting on the Chicago Bulls as this is a Raptors focused podcast it was Andre Drummond who went three for five from the field and was perfect from three, three for three. I don't know about you, but I wasn't expecting Andre Drummond to be shooting threes this coming season. But if he's able to stretch out the floor, he'll seem to be a useful player for the Chicago Bulls. But on the Raptor side of things, they went with their usual starters. Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet, and Gary Trent Jr. Pascal continues to be impressive, putting his full arsenal on display, competing on, on defense, putting people in the spin cycle, becoming a much better shooter on the catch and shoot. He did have a nice catch and shoot three from the top. And again, love that he's taking these shots. Eventually, these shots are going to be falling and the defense will have no other option than to react and it will ultimately create open opportunities for other players. 
OG Ananobi was engaged defensively. He blocked Zach Levine twice on the same possession. Was really locked in defensively. Offensively, didn't do too much damage. But his defense was on point. He had a very nice step back jumper over DeMar DeRozan. And that's what you want. You don't want him to be forcing opportunities. You want him to be taking advantage of the opportunities when it's presented. And he was taking it, wasn't really forcing it tonight. There were a couple possessions, but it just wasn't clicking for him tonight. But if he can be engaged defensively, he will always be able to give a Raptors a chance on the other end of the floor, creating opportunities from his defense. Scotty Barnes seems to be more and more gun shy as the games go on didn't shoot particularly well from the field did shoot better from the free throw line tonight which is reassuring it's kind of been a struggle for scotty barnes i think i would much rather scotty look for his shot and take the shots when they present themselves he did have a nice turnaround jumper it seems to be a bit of a go-to move for him but it was off a turn down three-point opportunity and I understand that he may not feel confident with his jump shot from the three, but if it's open, take it. You are going to miss some, you know, it's a make or miss league, but he can always rely on his go-to moves, which is in and around the paint area. And he was also very disruptive on defense tonight, which is very good to see. Freddie was getting them shots early and frequently. He shot 3 for 12 from 3. Totally okay with that. I want him to get his shot going. But the threes that he did make were very timely. He was doing much of the same, getting out in transition. But he was very aggressive on offense, clearly shooting 4 for 14. But he was locked in defensively. He ended up getting 5 steals, scoring 13 points. Gary Trent Jr., one of the best games I've seen from him by far. And we've seen him score... 30 points and a stretch of games and even a 40 piece at one point but overall in terms of what he was able to do on the floor tonight not only was he driving in the paint taking mid ranges being engaged defensively like him and fred combined for seven steals tonight and he was locked in defensively as well but it was his playmaking. He was able to get three assists. He, he was on the glass with three rebounds. He is doing everything that we would have wanted him to do coming into this season. Could be contract motivated. Who knows? But if he's able to give you this kind of production across the board, not to mention four for four from the free throw line, it's going to be very hard for the Raptors to let him walk away if he's able to do all the things that we talked about. Becoming a finisher around the rim, trying to get other teammates involved, and getting to the line. If he's able to do those things often and frequently, again, it's going to be hard not to pay him. Now we're shifting our focus to the bench players. Thaddeus Young had a nice looking three. Didn't play a ton of minutes, only six minutes, but... Engaged defensively, got a couple steals. Preston Zatua was probably the worst game he played in the preseason so far. He was forcing things. There were little bright spots. He was trying to create some free throw opportunities. There was a step through at one point, a nice spin move. But 
it was the go 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 mindset that was really troublesome for me and he was playing with blinders on there were many opportunities where he could have looked off past the either one of the players running alongside of him on the wings either creating a layup opportunity or a shot from the perimeter but you love the confidence that he's playing with zero fear that he feels that he can impose his will on anybody that's defending him the problem is is that it eventually becomes forced opportunities but it was also in the midst of the bulls starting to make a push so he, he was definitely doing his part on trying to keep the pressure on the defense it just didn't work out tonight so Again, appreciate the enthusiasm, love the confidence that he has, but he has to pick and choose his spots better, but that will come with time. DJ Wilson, like Thaddeus Young, didn't have enough opportunity to be impactful, but he did shoot three for four from the free throw line. Juancho Hernan Gomez, again, still struggling to find his role on this team, but I think this was arguably his best game he was engaged on the boards, finding the open man. Played okay on the defensive side of the ball. He had a nice catch and shoot three from Delano Banton at the end of the third quarter. He only took two shots from three, but again, I want him to be aggressive. And he's going to need to be aggressive if he's going to make this roster. Gabe Brown, Christian Coloco, Josh Jackson, Cam Birch didn't have much of an impact as they have previous games and the short time that Jackson was on the floor he was able to get nine shots the last two games haven't been very good for him but again you love the energy love the enthusiasm that all those guys are bringing there was also a Justin Champagny sighting which is very encouraging was not very impactful but he was competing on defense. He was trying to get offensive rebounds like he's accustomed getting, but there were much bigger guys in the paint than him and much stronger ones clearly as he's working his way back that he wasn't able to be as effective as he wanted to be. But again, love that he's competing, love that he's back. Jeff Dowden, in the short time that he was on the floor was very effective and he just has such a smooth game again. He hit one of the Bulls players with another Euro as he came into the game. And he just seems to be able to get to his spots on command. And he's always so well composed in comparison to when he, we had the first preseason game against the Jazz. He is so composed when he comes in. He knows exactly what he, what he needs to do and what is being asked of him. And... If Fred Van Vliet is off the floor, I'm getting more and more comfortable with the idea of Jeff Dowden taking the reins from him when Freddie is getting a rest. I was high on him during the summer league. I would love nothing more to see him making the final roster at this point. Again, as I mentioned in the previous episode, having somebody that can create in the half court when the game slows down is a much needed requirement for the Raptors but in my opinion the night belonged to Delano Banton who continues his impressive preseason run he's had a busy summer he's having a tremendous fall at this point his confidence is probably the biggest takeaway everything he is doing he is moving with confidence 
every move has purpose. He's taking defenders off the dribble, off the hesitation, getting to the rim, getting out in transition. He had a nice hesitation move to the left, came back to the right for the throwdown, and creating opportunities for himself at the basket, getting to the free throw line. He had 11 points on four for seven shooting from the field. Again, three for three from the free throw line. He's just doing it all. He is obviously the standout out of everybody coming off the bench, in my humble opinion, is way out in front in terms of making this roster and ultimately taking the backup point guard role. I know I'm, I just finished saying that I'm high on Jeff Dowden, but in terms of the guard play, I don't know how they will balance it out. I don't know how they would work together, but Delano Banton definitely seems to be the front runner for the backup PG. If there's a way that you can have Delano Banton and Jeff Dowden making this roster, I think it'll bode well for the Raptors. I know I, I said that I was high on Jeff Dowden and I would love for him to make the roster, but in my humble opinion, Delano Banton ultimately seems to be the front runner and is way out in front in terms of making the final roster. And if if Delano Banton is the option for the backup point guard spot, you're going to go from a smaller shot maker to a taller, athletic point guard that can get to the rim and keep pressure on you in transition. I think it's definitely going to be advantageous for the Raptors if that is indeed the case. And that brings us to the end of this episode. The Raptors next game is against the Celtics once again on October 14th which is a Friday, this coming Friday, sorry, uh, 7 p.m. tip-off. It's going to be interesting to see what the lineups are going to be. Are we going to see the starters start the game off? Are we going to see the role players and their pretty much final audition to make this team? There's a lot of nice young pieces on this team, but not enough roster spots. It's going to be interesting to see how all this pans out. But to me, right now, Delano Banton is a clear front runner. Who that number two is. A lot of moving parts in that area. Very interested to see who makes the roster. Also, my intention for that game is to get the reaction podcast as soon as possible when the game ends. Also, don't forget to like and follow the podcast. Give a nice five-star review if possible. And until the next episode, everyone, please stay safe. Good people. Peace.